Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you might be joining us. Welcome to the Purpose and Beyond podcast. I'm your host, Kelly R. Jackson. Let's just get right into it as we always do. This is our Monday morning discipleship podcast, Monday morning discipleship. As always, we like to come on on Monday, uh, try to give you something to supplement what you may have heard on Sunday. And so uh, we're going to get back into our series uh, by prayer and fasting. And uh, I'm not sure, but I think this is week four. Let me take a look uh, very quickly. Y'all know I'll be forgetting sometimes. Yes, this is week four (laughs) by prayer and fasting. And so we're going to continue this series. Um, As we've shared, we're going to do this until the end of the year or even beyond if the Lord says so. Um, So let's just get right into it. Um, Last week, um, we were we were dealing with that model prayer. We're going to try to finish that up on this week because uh, there's some information uh, that we need to get to on fasting uh, in the sixth chapter of Matthew that we were in. And uh, again, we're going to deal with this. And uh, sometime within the next couple of podcasts, I'm going to go into some notes uh, from our book, The Power in Your Prayers. And, uh, and I'll tell you at the end of the podcast how you can get a, get your hands on that book, because um, that's only a six dollar book. It, it really is something um, that I put together um, a couple of years ago. I, I'll do that at the end. <laughs> and so um, Matthew chapter six is where we were. We were dealing with the model prayer and we were talking uh, uh, a lot the last couple of weeks about how Jesus taught this prayer to the disciples. And we were we were stressing that this is not the Lord's prayer. The Lord's Prayer is in John 17, and so you can read that at your own leisure. Uh, We may even touch on that as we go through, Um, but this is the model prayer. This is the disciples' prayer. So those of us, those of you that are listening to me that are disciples of Christ, this is the prayer for you and I. This is why we should be saying it, right? And so um, we were dealing with uh, that model prayer. I'm looking at uh, New King James and New Living Translation um, this week. And so we, we stopped, uh, last week where I said I was going to pick up on the end of the prayer and talk about that forgiveness piece. But let, let me touch very quickly. Uh, let me go back up, uh, to verse 11 and, uh, verse 11 talks about, give us this day, our daily bread. And, uh, and I, I talked about the fact at the end of the last podcast about how God provides for us each and every day. And I said something to you all. I said, it's human nature for us to look forward to say what we're going to do tomorrow, what we're going to do next week, so on and so forth. Some of you listening to me right now are talking about Christmas and Thanksgiving and what you are, what you're not going to do, Um, whatever you choose to do. By the way, I pray that you do it safely. Um, Amen. So um, when we talk about that, it's human nature for us to look forward. But I, I told you our spiritual nature ought to be concerned with day to day. And I'm going to touch on one scripture. Um, it's later on in this sixth chapter of, of Matthew. And then we're going to go back up um, and talk about, uh, we're going to talk about the forgiveness piece in the end of the model prayer. Jesus says this down in six, uh, Matthew six, if you go down to verse 25, he says this new King James version. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Verse 26, he says, Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more, are you not rather of more value than they? Which of you, I could, I could have gave you a thought there. I'm not, I'm not going to get into that. I'm, I could have given you a thought 
about, uh, you know, how we treat animals sometimes better than we treat people. And the Bible, well, I'm, I guess I'm giving it to you right now. The Bible even suggests that God has given more thought to us as human than he has the han animals. That doesn't mean he doesn't care. Amen. So that means that you and I ought to operate like God. We ought to care more about people than we do about animals. And some of us care more about animals than we do about people. But maybe that's for another time anyway. Verse 27, which of you, this, this is one of my favorite verses here. Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? Right. New Living Translation says like says it like this in verse 27, Matthew 6 and 27. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Think about that. All the things that you worry about, can it add a single moment to your life? So then let me go back to, to verse 28 over in the New King James Version. So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O you of little faith. Therefore, verse 31, therefore do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. But then he says here famously in Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Verse 34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about his own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Y'all see that verse 34 New Living Translation. So don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Now you're saying, now Reverend Jackson, you read all of that. W what does that have to do with the model prayer? Again, we go back up to give us this day our daily bread. God is going to take care of you day by day by day. So, so something that people would uh, often, uh, you know, so, you know, sometimes people would ask me a question. You know, how's it going? You know, we, we've asked all people, that's a general question. You ask people, how are you doing today? How's it going? And I would often respond to people taking it day by day because that's the only way God's given it to me anyway. God is not giving you weeks at a time. I know it feels like that. But again, human nature says I, I'm doing this week by week. Spiritual nature understands that the next day is not promised to me. I need God to teach me, keep me each day. I need him to keep me day by day by day. Let me give you one more scripture. Again, this can turn into a little bit of a Bible class, but that's kind of what we do here. Let me give you one more scripture. James chapter four at verse 13, James chapter four and 13. I've had to preach this text at funerals as a reminder to people. James four and 13, New King James Version. Come now, you who say today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Verse 15, instead, you ought to say, if the Lord's will, we shall live and do this or that. Verse 16, but now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. 
New Living Translation. Let me read that. James chapter four, starting at verse 13. He says, look here, you who say today or tomorrow, we are going to a certain town and will stay there a year. We will do business there and make a profit. How do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like the morning fog. It is here a little while, then it's gone. What you ought to say is, if the Lord wants us to, we will live and do this or that. Otherwise, you are boasting about your own pretentious plans and such boasting is evil. Now, I'm tying all that in to this, this model prayer here. I'm tying all of that in. When we talk about give us this day our daily bread, your spiritual mindset. And again, I know your human mindset and I'm not telling you not to use your human mindset. You know, to make plans and do things and so on and so forth. Right. If you don't plan on going to work, you're going to mess around tomorrow. I don't know if I'm going to be here tomorrow, so I don't know if I'm (laughs) come on now. Use your human mind. But your spiritual mind needs to be intact to say, if it's the Lord's will. If it's the Lord's will, this is what's going to happen. If it's the Lord's will, I will do this tomorrow. Tomorrow, we've heard this before, right? Tomorrow is not promised, but nobody seems to believe that until we're standing at the funeral home. Tomorrow is not promised. So so in that model prayer, Jesus says, give us this day our daily bread. Let's move on. I want to make sure I touch on this forgiveness piece um, before we're done with this. And then next week, we'll talk about fasting. Um, Jesus says here, Matthew chapter six, going back to the model prayer, Matthew chapter six. Now, and if I'm jumping all over the place, y'all forgive me, hit the rewind button and see where, where was he at? I was in Matthew six. And then I did James chapter four, starting at verse 13. And we did verse 13 down to, I believe verse 16. So, so if you're writing this stuff down, but let me go back to this again, this model prayer. So then we, we see here, after give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debt to us and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Again, that's New King James Version. And then verse 14, I told you all, these are two of my favorite verses in the Bible. Verse 14, it says this, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, y'all see this right here, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. Let's read that from the New Living Translation. Again, let's go back up. Verse 12, and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Now, let me stop right there. This again, one more time, I want to stress this for those that are listening, because I know sometimes things are said to us in the church. We have certain traditions that we don't want to let go of. And somebody's listening right now that may be saying, my grandmama told me this was the Lord's prayer. I'm sorry, but big mama was wrong. This is why, you know, it's not the Lord's prayer. If you don't know anything else from what I've said, you know it right here. When, when the word of God says, and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us, what sins does Jesus have? So it's not the Lord's prayer. Jesus would never pray this prayer. He has no sins. He took, he took our sins upon him, but he has committed no sins that he needs to be forgiven for. So right there. So let, let me, let me continue on as we forgiven, as we forgiven those who sin against us. Now, again, another teaching moment here. And I pray I'm not going too fast. Another teaching moment here. As, as, as I've shared with you all before, again, as somebody who studies the Bible, as somebody who's gone to school for this, as somebody who writes for a living, we cannot gloss over words. There are little words in the Bible that will move right past and they hold a lot of power. 
I just preached this on my Facebook page. And by the way, if you're not following my Facebook page, uh, my ministries page, facebook.com forward slash Kelly R. Jackson Ministries. You can go over there. You can join us for our Bible class. You can check out our Sunday morning sermons and so on and so forth. Now, just want to get that little plug in there. And I talked about this in my sermon, the blessings in all things. And I talked about the scripture, Philippians 4 and 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I was stressing the fact that we cannot gloss over the word all. All is a powerful word, y'all. Listen, all means everything. So if you say to somebody, give me all of my money and they short you $50, you recognize that's not all your money. So, So all is a powerful word. Now, again, so we don't gloss over this. So let's go back to scripture here. Matthew chapter six, verse 12, New Living Translation. It says, and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. That as we have is very important. Forgive us our sins, right? Forgive us our sins as we go about forgiving other people, right? Word of God says, you do this as we're doing this, God. Forgive us our sins as we go along. This is very important for those of us who have decided that we're not going to forgive people. For those of us who have decided, I'm not going to, uh, I I don't accept your apology. It's very important here. Forgive us as we forgive God, which really says, if we don't do it, God, then don't you, don't you forgive God. Forgive us as we forgive. As we let go, you let go, God. As we decide not to hold the grudge, don't you hold the grudge, God. This, these, this is the deal that we make when we say this model prayer, right? Let's read on a little bit further. And don't lead us and don't let us rather yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. Don't let us yield to temptation. Temptation is going to come. Don't let us slow down, God. Rescue us from the evil one, right? Verse 14. Again, New Living Translation omits a couple of things here uh, for the power and the glory. Look, and and we we ain't going to get into all of that because a lot of people have issues with that. But this is why I encourage make sure that you study in all of the the different translations so that you can get all of it. Because certain translations, and I'm not not in favor of them as I'm reading it to you right now, it helps us to understand. But look at verse 14, New Living Translation. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your father will not forgive your sins. This is powerful stuff. I told you all last week, the, the, the book that I wrote, An Act of Grace, Forgiveness and Reconciliation God's Way. I started right here. I said, man, I said, it's amazing that we will talk about who we won't forgive and turn around and expect God to forgive us. And the Bible says, that if you stay mad, then God will stay mad. If you don't forgive, then God won't forgive. And as I've often shared with people when teaching this Bible verse, I'm not going to hell for nobody. You can't make it to heaven with unforgiven sins. There's got to be some repentance and there's got to be some forgiveness on God's part. People ain't just walking into heaven however they want. So here it is. And and, and, and listen, I, I taught this one time in a church and I can tell you, there was one dear sister and she looked at me. She was like, oh, well, 
I mean, she didn't say that, but that was basically her attitude when I said, listen, if you don't forgive folks, God ain't going to forgive you. And, and, you know, it sparked the conversation. Well, Reverend, that's hard. I mean, some people did this and some people did that. And I say, hey, listen, I'm not telling you I know what people did to you. I recognize that it's hard to forgive. I recognize it's hard to let some stuff go. And again, that's why the aid of the Holy Spirit is so important because you can't do it, but the spirit can do it through you, right? You need a little help. You can't do it on your own, but I was trying to impress upon her and I'm trying to impress upon you that are listening. These words are powerful. And then we get into an area of Christianity to say, do you believe your Bible? You know, because some people don't believe their Bible because they don't like what they're hearing. Do you believe what your Bible says? Do you believe your Bible to be the word of God? Now, if you don't believe that, well, yeah, then you will throw this verse away and then you will not forgive and think you're going to heaven anyway. So, so that's a whole other conversation. But if you're saying, I believe my Bible is the word of God, then these red letters in your Bible say that Jesus is speaking. If you believe on Jesus Christ and you know who he is, you know that he has authority. You know, he and God are one. So did you know that God is really speaking in this moment? And God is actually saying to you, if you don't let it go, I'm not letting it go. If you don't forgive, then I won't forgive. And so at the end of the day, y'all, when we get to this and I'm almost done again, we're talking about this prayer. Jesus lays out all of these things in this model prayer. Our father who art in heaven, the preeminence of God. We letting you know who God is, letting you know his, his, his stature. Again, new King James version. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. God. If we going to pray, God's will be done. That needs to be our prayer. I know you want some things. I know we want to name it and claim it. But at the end of the day, what is the will of God concerning whatever matter you're praying about? What is the will of God? I'm not telling you that you can't request. I'm not telling you you can't petition God. The Bible says that men ought to always pray. The Bible tells us to pray, pray without ceasing. The Bible tells us to pray about everything. So if you have a desire, if you have a need, if there's something that you want, I'm telling you to ask God for it. But if God has another plan, I'm telling you to trust his will. Your will be done, God. Not what I want, God. Do what you want, right? So then let me let me go through it as, as to get ready to done, uh, get ready to be done, rather. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Again, don't gloss over words, y'all. Do down here like you do up there, God. Part of the issue that we're having in this world right now is that we don't want God to do down here like you do up there. What's going on up there? Listen, ain't no sin up there. Ain't no unholiness up there. Ain't no do it. I want your will to, as I said last week, same God down here that we got up there. I want this to be like up there, God. That ought to be all of our desire, right? Again, we talked about this. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debt to us as we do this. Forgive us our sins as we do it, God. A continual thing as I'm forgiving God, forgive me. Because I'm not perfect because I'm messing up too. I'm mad at people, but people get mad at me sometimes too. Forgive, for, forgive me, God, as I'm forgiving other people. Do not lead us into temptation. 
Do not take us to them places, God, but deliver us from the evil one. Keep us out of harm's way, God, and keep us out of the grips of the devil. For yours is the kingdom. The kingdom belongs to you, God, and the power belongs to you, God, and the glory belongs to you, God. Something else I mentioned in the sermon that I preached on Sunday, and I give me give about one more minute, I'll be done here. As I said, that preachers shouldn't preach for their own glory because nobody gets saved that way. Make sure that God is getting the glory for what you do. I got my hands in a lot of pots and, and every now and then people will give me compliments. Man, you got radio going, you got a podcast, you're writing your books, you're doing your Facebook page, you're doing all this. Man, you really getting it done. And my response is always the same. To God be the glory. I can't do it without him. My response is always the same to God be the glory. So then he says here, as we wrap this up again, if you forgive men, their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. And I'm stressing to you all in at the end of this prayer, as Jesus comes out of this prayer, he's explaining some stuff. This is very important for y'all to understand about this prayer. We got a lot of people in this country right now that are talking about what they never going to forgive. And I say, you're going to have a problem with God if you ain't going to never forgive. If you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. That, my brothers and sisters, is incentive enough for me to always forgive people. Now, I'm not going to get into, because we like to say things, we got a lot of catchphrases. You got to forgive people even, even when they didn't apologize. Maybe I'll teach that some other day to explain to you why that's biblically not possible. I know we don't like to hear it, but it's biblically not possible. All I'm telling you is that you got to have forgiveness in your heart. But maybe one day I'll explain to you why biblically that's not possible. It's not possible for you to forgive somebody who did not ask you. Right. But, but again, we won't get into that. But then, then the Bible says in verse 15, and we're out of here on this, but if you do not forgive men, their trespasses, neither will your father, forgive you your trespasses. I don't ever want to be in that position with God. So I'm going to take that model prayer seriously when it says, forgive my sins as I go and forgive other people. As I go, God, as I'm doing it, you do it, God. And so then I understand that my actions are causing God to act. I'm going to forgive people so that when I go back to God and say, Lord, I need you to forgive me for my shortcomings. He's going to say, I'm going to receive you because you have forgiven other people. I want God to receive me. I don't want him to say, well, what about the people over there? You said you weren't going to never forgive. Tell me about that. By prayer and fasting, though, again, through prayer, as we're talking, and we'll pick it up again on next week when we talk about fasting. For all of you that say it's hard for me to forgive, you need to go back into prayer. And you may even need to fast about it. As we talked about that demon possessed boy, this kind can only come out by prayer and fasting. Might I suggest to you that some people. It's going to require some prayer and fasting for you to forgive them. So we'll talk about that on next week. I went past that one minute. I think I took two. Y'all forgive me. But that's all the time that we got for Monday morning discipleship. And I hope that you are blessed by that. I hope that you receive um, what you need out of that. Again, we'll pick it up again in Matthew 6 on next week. We'll talk a little bit about more of um, what I just ended on. 
about prayer and fasting concerning forgiveness. And then we'll go into a little bit of fasting on next week. But that's all the time that we got for this week. Listen, let me give you our tag. As we always do, if you'd like to keep up with us, check out the ministry's website, www.krjministries.org. One more time, www.krjministries.org. If you'd like to purchase any written works, the best way to do that is to find us at the publishing website, www.krjpublishing.com. Again, that's www.krjpublishing.com. Again, very quickly, you can find that book there, The Power in Your Prayers. It is a $6 book. Um, what I did was I took some classes that I taught on prayer and I just put it together in a, in a real um, small and compact book um, just to give you a quick shot of, of, of a conversation on prayer. So I just wanted to give you that very quickly. That's all the time that we got for the Purpose and Beyond podcast. I went a little over on this week, but I hope you were fed and I hope you received something. And so we appreciate you all for checking us out on the Purpose and Beyond podcast. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. We'll see you all on next time. Be blessed.